welcome back to the Rocky Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today we're talking about how to fight the effects of aging. Oh my goodness, Les and I were just talking about this. We've both been having issues with our memory. See, I can't even remember the word, memory. And so I'm hoping to learn something myself in today's show. One thing that I know is that I personally am having a little trouble with my memory, as you just saw. So I compensate by writing absolutely everything down. So far, that's been working but I'm hoping to find some additional tips today. So if you're like me, and if you want to find a way to slow down your brain's aging process, then you're going to love this episode. In this show, we'll show you how to improve your brain. Today's guest is an expert on helping people fight the effects of aging, and I'm going to let her tell you all about her multiple credentials in a minute. But before we start, I wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Medicare Quick Step-by-Step Guide for Signing Up for Medicare. If you are signing up for Medicare for the first time, then you know how confusing that can be. This step-by-step guide is absolutely free and will help you easily make the transition into Medicare. Get it free at medicarequick.com slash checklist. And best yet, I'm the founder of Medicare Quick, and I love helping people with their Medicare. Okay, so I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and bring on Janet Rich Pittman. Janet, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, Kathy, I'm so excited to be with you and so happy to join you and your guests. Yes. Well, thank you again. So go ahead and tell my listeners your credentials and what got you started in this business. Well, I lost my job. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Back in the recession. Actually, I'm a really hard, strong, fast worker. I had a marketing company and I helped get my husband elected to public office. He's an appellate judge. And so the ethics commission called us in and said, look, um, your wife, you know, she can't be helping all these other people get elected and ma- raising money for them and helping them with their companies and um, because there's a conflict of interest here. Oh. And, and so, you know, she's got to either you go or she goes. Now, who's oh. it going to be? Yeah. So we have really strict laws in our state um, for our, our state appellate and civic judges, which is which is good. It's really good. Nonetheless, though, my career is pulled out from under me. So, you know, what do you do? My oh, wait, wait a minute. Were you like that gal on, uh, what was that television show that I liked to watch with the scandal? Was that you? Were you the scandal woman? Did you ever watch Scandal? I, I've watched maybe two episodes. Well, she got people elected, right? Well, so that's right. kind of like what you did, only, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, they used to call me a political operative, you know, it's like, oh. Oh, no, I'm a marketer, I just, I just put together a logo and do direct mail and Facebook for them, I mean, you know, that's what I, you know, that's my marketing stance. Well, nonetheless, though, so I floundered around, um, you know, that's pretty devastating when you have your career pulled out from under you like that, and so I floundered around, and I was sitting having a glass of wine with my mother, and, you know, mothers are so fabulous, they're so wonderful, you can just go to them with anything. And she had been helping me and sidekicking, helping me around, going through this transition stage, if you will. And she says, honey, you were so good taking care of your grandmother when she was in the nursing home and she had all that dementia stuff going on with her. 
why don't you look into that? And I said, Mom, maybe. So I did. I hit the research book. And I was like, you know, I, I can do this. And so I did. I, I applied. I went back to school. And I became, I continued my education, of course. And I, I became a dementia healthcare administrator. Hmm. And, and so I, I, had, I was over three facilities taking care of folks. And I thought, you know, I need to be a little more stronger into this. And so I went back to school again. And I became a dementia practitioner. And so finally, it just took its toll, Kathy. You know, being an administrator and a, a health care provider and administrator like that, excuse me, a, a practitioner like I was, you know, you, you get so close to not only to the patients, but also to their family. Right. And, and I'll be honest with you. Let's just, let me just be very blunt and to the point here. A nursing home or an assisted living dementia unit is nothing more than a waiting room for death. Hmm. And it is. And I tell you, it just got to me. And you know what? It's not just a waiting room. It's a torture chamber because the, 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 the patients, you know, they're, they're on their way. But the families, the, the grief, aggravation, the toil, the turmoil, just the stress that the families go through, it is just horrible. And I tell you, it just took a soul. So I hit the book. Again, I hit the research book. You know, they tell you when you go through your education, they tell you how to take care of the patient, but they don't tell you why. Okay. And so I, wa I wanted to know the why. Why are these people just wasting away like this? Why is my 92-year-old grandfather coming to pick me up for lunch, got up, had coffee with his coffee club, drove to the McDonald's and had coffee with his coffee club, took a walk around the mall he's a mall walker and then he goes home and dresses and comes and picks me up for lunch now that's my 92 year old uncle but not so, everyone can do that right so why are, why are these 80 something people just fading away in or 70 i've seen yes. people with dementia in their 70s i'm like oh my gosh yes so I, I just wanted to know why and and so as i was studying and understanding all this, and, you know, I'm putting in late nights, of course, but the slow times, too, during my, my time at the office, I started realizing that I was having some brain drain going on. And I wasn't as, as focused and attentive as I should have been. And I, I was having, I mean, I, something was going on with me. And long story short, while my patient's brains were boiling with dementia, my brain was slowly having a slow little simmer. And, and basically, bottom line is, when you don't take care of your brain and you don't give it the nutrition and the exercise and the, the challenges it needs, it's going to fade away. And so that was such an awakening call for me. So I started speaking all around about it. And so I continue to do that, speak all over. And it got to the point where, you know, I need to get the word out to tons of other people, not just my general local area. So I did. I quit my job, and that's what I do now. I just travel around. I speak. I have a book. I have um, a, a magazine, electronic magazine on my website, JanetRichPittman.com. I just came out with a little booklet, Nine Signs You're Experiencing Brain Drain and How to Keep Your Brain Fully Charged. And that's free, of course. And so and that's what I do. And it's so enlightening when I can go and, and plant seeds with folks on how to have a strong brain. So... Tell us some of those signs. I mean, I know my sign because I couldn't even remember the word memory, right? Or I couldn't get right. it out. So well, let me tell, tell you the, the, num 
the number one thing that I, I do a lot of counseling one on one, and the number one thing I do, the first thing I do with my patients or my uh, um, uh, my folks I counsel, my friends I call them, my buddies, is we talk about what they're eating, and we go over and we we do an analysis because you see, just we all know we've got a brain gut connection, Kathy. I mean, like this morning getting ready for you a little bit. I mean, as much public speaking as I've done, you still, whenever you get on stage or whenever you get in front of people, you know, you're, you're a little nervous. Don't and be nervous. So, We're all friends yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, you, know, you, you want to be your best, whether you're getting up and talking in front of your church or in front of the community civic center or the senior club or, or to your, at a financial group that you're, you're with, you know, you, you have a little nervousness, a little hesitation, a little anticipation going on. So we always know that there's a brain-gut connection in our brain. We tighten up. We get a little Is that nervous. the butterflies? Yeah. So what, what's happening is your brain and your gut are communicating, right? They're, tell, they're talking to each other. Like, okay, you're going, you're going to this event. You know, get nervous. And so your gut tightens up. You get, you get, you get just, you know, shaky sometimes. So we all know we've got a brain-gut connection. But really what science has, has told us in the last two years is that we create more neurotransmitters in our gut than we do in our brain. Now, what's a, neurotrans- what's a neurotransmitter? Well, a neurotransmitter is a pathway to communicate for our brain to tell us what to do. So, like, so, and that communication is conscious and subconscious thought. So, for example, subconscious thought is, you know, breathing. It's walking down the street and lifting your leg up when a, a curb comes, right? That's a subconscious thought. But it's also our conscious thought. So basically, what we put in our gut helps tell our head brain what to do. Kind of crazy, but it's true. It's really true. And we all really have known of the brain-gut connection before, but now science tells us that it's absolutely, science says yes, it's absolutely true. So what you eat is a key component to how your head brain functions. So for example, today for breakfast, I knew I was coming on your show, and I'm not going to carb up. And get because I'm tired of sugar, and you go on a roller coaster ride up and down, up and down with your energy. So for breakfast, I had now don't laugh, but here's the deal. I mean, it's totally a different way of thinking. I had cucumbers, red bell pepper, sugar snap peas. I, I had an egg, and I said some. I did have some some blueberries. Okay. So, so see, that's a good stable food to keep my energy at a constant level. So I could be on my toes for you. So we go and we talk about food. That's the first thing we do, food. 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 Now, what kind of food? Well, you've got to eat clean food. My, basically what I do is I give my folks that I'm working with a a homework assignment. And we, we get rid of the six white foods in the world. Now, what are those six white foods? Okay, let me guess. Okay. All right. Well, so yeah, let's play a little game here. Okay. Okay, white. now so, they've got to be white. They've got to be white. Okay, sugar. Yes. Rice. Yes, rice. Yes, white rice. Potatoes. Yes, white potatoes. Okay, wait. So that's three. Um, milk. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Milk. Yes. So I got four. Sure. That's right. Um, I don't know. You tell me the other two. <laughs> All right, the other two. Um, flour. Wheat. Flour. Of course. I can't believe Wheat. that I didn't say that. Right. Of course. Flour. All right. So that's five. And number six. Thumpsadum. What is it? Corn. Wait a minute. 
Corn yeah, is yeah. Yellow. yellow. Well, okay. But, but there is white corn. Actually, I think well, white corn tastes better than yellow corn. That's true. That's true. But nonetheless, when you process that corn, and let me tell you, corn isn't everything. When you process that corn, you pull away the endosperm, the outer layer, and then you've got white inside. So those are your six white foods. you got to get rid of them. Now, what do you mean you got to get rid of them? Well, now, sugar, you can have sugar and fruit, but just don't eat the white sugar. Okay, you can have molasses. You can have honey. You can have maple syrup. You can even have the cane sugar that's, that's not processed. But just don't have that white sugar. And get, you've got to go easy on your sugar. And if you do eat fruit, make sure you can you stop eating fruit after 2, two o'clock in the afternoon. Right? My husband and I, uh-oh. 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 So, <laughs> so um, I don't know if you know this, but my husband has stage 4 cancer. So that's a totally different topic. So we completely changed our eating two years Good. ago. Good and most of the things that you talked I think all of them. Let's see. We've got flour. We don't do that. Sugar, no. Rice, no. Potatoes, no. Corn, no. What was it? One, two, three, four, milk. five. Oh, and what milk. And we don't do milk anymore. So, um, but every night, because we don't do any, ve- we are so bad about eating vegetables, Janet. It's oh. just horrific. And so we used to do smoothies in the morning where I would make a, you know, almond. And by, by the way, now I make my own almond milk, which is way easier than it sounds. Way easier. It's super easy. I don't, I don't, I can't even believe that I used to buy it. But um, so we used to do the almond milk, uh, the smoothie in the morning where I would put the protein powder and I don't do whey. So I would have to do either the, the, the beans, be- yeah, or the peas. peas. I would either do the peas, but now I do nuts. No, I actually do beef. So for all you yeah. vegans out there, sorry about that. But um, so anyway, I would do that in the in the morning, and then I'd be hungry all day. So here's my recipe. We we've got the almond milk, the protein powder, and then we put some ginger in it. We put sometimes I put some dried peanuts, but peanut is bad for you. I just do that sometimes for flavor. And then a cup of um, blueberries. So we get, and then I was hungry all day. I don't know why when I eat fruit in the morning, I'm hungry all day. And so now we do that for our evening meal. So we're eating fruit at night, (laughs) blueberries usually. So maybe that's why I can't remember anything. Well, no, no, no. But the deal is, how does that affect your sleep? How are you sleeping? I sleep fine now. Oh, now. But okay. we eat, but we eat at 5.30. So okay. <laughs> our and dinner so- is really, we get the, the senior specials when we go out because we eat <laughs> really easy. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Okay. You're, but you know, but you're on there now. It depends. If I would say, see, that's why, that's why medicine is really hoping soon to move into the holistic aspect. Because if it works for you and you're sleeping, then and you're sleeping good and you're sleeping your good seven or eight hours at night and it's a good deep sleep then then that works for you so that's okay but most of the time when I'm working with my folks they're not sleeping and sleeping is a key component to this dementia to memory and dementia prevention and we can talk about that I I do a whole day's topic on sleep alone (laughs) and so and how how sleep affects your brain and you know you we have a cleaning and an energy mechanism that goes on in our brain at night 
And if we don't get our sleep, it really affects us and it damages our brain. So we can talk more about that a little bit later. But- I'm going to have to talk to Les to see if he's sleeping since we, because um, I know he didn't sleep well last night, but normally he sleeps really good. But I wonder if it is that the blueberries at night. Right. right. Anyway, I keep interrupting you. Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, listen, I'm so happy. Listen, my philosophy is a dumb question is not is one that's not asked. So you see them, you see them away. Um, but nonetheless, sugar in regard to fruit, um, I usually try to, to suggest you have it no later than two o'clock in the afternoon. Now, when you, let's go talk about the rice. Now, brown rice and wild rice and the black rice, those are good. It's just that white rice because you see that it's processed. They take away the endosperm and the fiber. And consequently, it's just nothing. It's going to go right into your liver and turn to fat. So it's a simple carbohydrate. All these that we've listed here are simple carbohydrates except milk. And we can talk about milk in just a second. Same thing with potatoes. Now, black potatoes, the brown potatoes, all the Indian-type potatoes, natural potatoes, those are good. Just the white potatoes, those those are, again, a simple carbohydrate. Flour, ooh, let's go back to corn. Corn is a simple carbohydrate. It's going to turn immediately to sugar. Now, flour and milk are the really two, next to sugar, those are the top three harmful foods to your body. Flour, as we all know, we were on this gluten concept, what, a year or so ago, and still we're still going on the gluten thing. But what people don't realize is that gluten opens up your intestines, and they don't really understand why gluten's bad for you. Well, the reason why is because it has, gluten has 156,000 enzymes. And we only have about 20, 25,000 in our body. And we simply, our body simply cannot digest flour or, or, or wheat and any type of product that has gluten. And now, you know, gluten is in, a little bit of gluten is in everything, but the majority, and, and we can deal with it in, in, the major, in the majority of foods, but wheat is our problem. Wheat has phenomenal amount, highest concentration on pro rata basis. And so, what happens is the gluten, we get the, we eat a pasta, or we eat bread, and we digest it, and it opens up our intestines. Now, when you say opens up, it's, it's like, say like, think of your intestines as a sidewalk. Okay. Or maybe, a, or maybe a gravestone. And you've got all these patterns where the mortar goes. Okay. Well, the gluten goes in and dissolves the mortar. Oh, it dissolves it. It doesn't become it. Right. It, it, and it's not, you can, we can't digest it. And so what happens is we've got these openings in our intestines. And so then when we, we have the spaghetti sauce and the spinach and the cheese and all that good stuff with the pasta, it opens it up and that spaghetti sauce, partially digested, by the way, seeps into our bodies. It doesn't go through our intestines. And so our, our immune system says, Whoa, what's going on here? Got some strangers invading. They need to be in the intestines. They're coming out of the intestines. What's going on? Let's get them. And we go into an inflammation mode. And inflammation is, is constantly where those, uh, the cells are eating, eating, eating them up, trying to get rid of them. Uh, it's our, it's our, the attack, attack mechanism for the damaged stranger cells that are coming in. But what happens is over time, you know, over time that the inflammation turns into hyperinflammation. You've got a slow grind and that inflammation goes into massive hyperinflammation. Now, over time, it's not going to happen if you have a, 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 a piece of bread for lunch today. But 
I mean, well, actually, it is going to happen, but the, it's not going to be dramatic to your body. Your body can pretty much handle it. But when you have cereal for breakfast, and then you have a donut for your snack, and then you have a sandwich for lunch, and then in the, in the afternoon you have some potato chips uh, or some uh, pretzels. So you're bombarding your body. Bingo. And then you have a dinner roll for dinner or pasta again for dinner. My gosh, your body cannot take it. How and does that you, affect your memory, though? Like, Well, you hang on. You do that over year, day after day after day, year after year after year. The inflammation feeds up to your brain, and you, it starts eating your brain. And so it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a complex process. I mean, we have a complex body, right? So mm-hmm. I'm just giving you two in really simple terms. But it starts eating away your brain, and you have hyperinflammation going on in your brain, and you're eating up your brain cells. And those are the three, let me give you the three basic causes of dementia. Okay. Number one, number one what I just said, hyperinflammation. Your, your immune system in your brain, like the immune system in your gut, um, goes into a small slow grind, getting, eating up these, these, these brain cells that are coming in. And then you've got sugar. The second, the second cause is sugar. Sugar creates insulin resistance. You produce insulin in your brain, just like you produce insulin in your pancreas. So finally your brain's like, look, I can't deal with all this sugar. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get these nutrients in. I'm not going to push the nutrients in, into the cells. I'm just not going to do it. And so you become insulin resistant. So that's two. And the third is a combination of both of those. So that's the reason why we get to Alzheimer's and other types of dementia, like Parkinson's disease, Lou Gehrig's disease. So back to food. Gluten is a problem. And so the main thing is, I think I've seen so many patients, I've so many cases where you get off the gluten, boom, your memory pops back. Wow. That is yeah. amazing. And let me, let me go, let me give you a little, a little more stro- stronger concept about the gluten aspect. Not only does it break down your intestine, but you've got the gluten now swimming around in your body, trying to find a place to go and your immune system's going to going crazy, trying to get rid of it. And it, eventually, the gluten gets in your blood. And it does to your blood what it does to your intestines. It eats away the lining of your blood. So consequently, when you've got that blood going up to your brain, trying to circulate nutrients into your brain, that's another problem. Your inflammation, you have hyperinflammation, not only working on the other nutrients, but the blood. It seeps out of the blood, again, hyperinflammation. I mean, it's a really, it's a problem, and people just don't realize. I mean, you know, we all say, oh, yeah, gluten, we shouldn't eat it. But no, really, it's damaging your brain over time especially. Wow. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Is there gluten in anything except flour? Yes. Gluten is in in a, a lot, almost every product. But. It's not, it's just a little bit, like a minute, 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 minuscule, 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 yeah, minuscule, (laughs) thank you, I had to get that word out, Um, just a little bit, just a very small amount, not, not an overwhelming amount, and our body can deal with it, our body can digest it, but the gluten that's in wheat is the problem, wheat and barley are the problem, that, 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 the gluten is there, that's the problem. I thought barley was good for you. Well, it is, but it has a lot of gluten. It has good nutrients, but also has it's high in gluten. So you might want to stay away from from barley. We don't eat it because we don't eat any grain. I mean, we're pretty much 
paleo, paleo, how do you pronounce that? Paleo? Paleo. Paleo. My husband yes. and I are pretty much paleo now. Which is fabulous. Yeah. It's a great, and your brain loves you for it. It and does, it except it craves, you know, bread. <laughs> it's like bread. Yeah. But, you know, we don't, we don't, I don't get the cravings anymore unless we go to a restaurant and they try to put it in front of us. I right. say, take it away. That's exactly right. And then you come home and make some flaxseed crackers. Make some crackers out of flaxseed. That can be your bread. Let's talk about milk a minute. Milk, people don't realize how bad milk is. Milk has casein in it. And casein is a protein. And so, like, if you have yogurt and blueberries together, the, um, and yogurt is, Yogurt is, has its purpose. I mean, the, all the bacteria helps you get your bacteria organized and controlled in your stomach. But nonetheless, the casein in the dairy products wraps around nutrients, specifically fruit. And it won't allow your body to absorb, won't allow your enzymes to break down that fruit and absorb that fruit, the nutrients from that fruit. So, so basically... It's a terrific waste when you have milk and nutrients full of food. So, for example, if you have the blueberries with your yogurt, it's really it's a waste because there's nothing, there's no purpose of the blueberries except fiber to push through your system. People don't realize that, you know, coffee, coffee is a fabulous food and it's a great brain food. It's one of, the, my, one of my top three brain foods, coffee, blueberries and spinach and kale. Those are the top, my top three blueberries, top three brain foods. But nonetheless, the blueberries can't be absorbed with the milk. And, oh, coffee, we're much coffee. Um, so when people drink coffee, and they're, oh, I'm good, I can drink coffee all the time. I drink two or three cups a day, which is great, but only if it's black. Can't put sugar in it. What? Yeah, you can't put cream in it. What can't about almond milk? milk? Almond yes, milk. you can do that. Okay, you can put almond milk in your coffee. You can. You awesome. Can do that. That's what I do. So, <laughs> but, and and here's the next thing. It has to be this this brain food. You know, fabulous brain food coffee. It can't be decaf. It's got to be full of what? Full of, yeah, I do decaf. I'm oh. like, this is why I can't remember anything. I'm doing decaf. <laughs> I'm doing fruit at night. I'm a mess. And by the no, way, listener, not. listener, I just want you to know, this is the first time. I have ever done a podcast interview where I can see the guest. We actually turned on the cameras this time. This gal is absolutely gorgeous, and I am barely dressed. I mean, I, like, rolled out of bed. I ran upstairs. Oh, my gosh, I have to do a podcast. She is gorgeous. So she knows what she's talking about because the brain and the body go together. They go together. So thank you. I know she's blushing now. She didn't know I was going to do this. So anyway, go ahead, Janet. (laughs) Kathy, you're very sweet. Thank you so much, Kathy. That's quite nice. But you know what? Your brain and your body go together. Let me give you my story. So here I am, at the administrator. Remember, let's go back to the, when we opened up. The administrator, and I'm I'm just brain drained. I can't concentrate. Well, let me tell you what also has happened. I'm gaining the weight. I'm putting on the pounds on my on my hips and my stomach. And even though I do all these sit-ups and exercises, the, the weight's still coming on. And so that's when I learned about the brain food and the brain connection with your gut, the brain and gut connection. You know, we really have two brains, and that's the gut brain and the head brain. When I realized that and I quit eating the junk, I got rid of all these six white foods, the sugar, the rice, the potatoes, the flour, the milk, the corn. When I got rid of that, the weight just 
fell off. Wow. I'm telling you, I went now, getting a little bit, maybe too much information here, <laughs> but I went from a size 16 to a size 8. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe that? And I didn't even diet. I just changed what I was eating. Oh. Now, I, I I have to tell you, it does matter the amount that you eat. No matter, I mean, you know, you can't sit there and eat a whole package of almond. I mean, a I whole, can't. You know, no, you can't. Sit <laughs> Maybe there that's my problem. Almond. That's my problem. I'm eating uh, all these macadamia. I know I like macadamia nuts. Let me yeah. tell you, macadamia but, nuts. Then they're good for you. Now you just can't have. Oh know, no, I eat to trust. Have handful. You got the handful is the key. You I eat have multiple. Handfuls. No, I live on macadamia nuts. No, I am so bad. Listeners, I'm so glad you cannot see me um, because, trust me, I eat way too many macadamia nuts. But, Kathy, beauty is inside, and you have such a fabulous personality, and you're so much fun. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Now, back to food. Let's talk about these nuts a minute. Macadamia nuts are good, and you mentioned peanuts earlier. Why did you tell me that peanuts are bad? Well, okay. So first of all, personally, I'm, I've never been a huge fan of peanuts. We, I got some of the dehydrated, you know, peanuts because my husband gets bored with all the stuff that, that we do because we are on a limited diet, but peanuts aren't really nuts. They're in the ground, right? You have to dig them up. Mm -hmm. And, um, there, I used to have, for listener, this is the first podcast I'm doing where my, my bird, Mr. Grant, that you have become familiar with over the past, he's no longer with me. Aww. I did find, well, he didn't die. I did find somebody to come and she's wonderful with him. She loves him. She's got five acres and two other birds. And so um, peanuts, I, I read you should not feed them to these cockatoos because they have some kind of fungus on them. And so I thought, well, if they're not good for my bird, they're not good for us either. So tell me, tell me about peanuts. Cause I have read that they are not good for you. Well, you know, let, let, let's have some transparency here. I, I'm a peanut farmer. Oh, not you a- are. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, so the uh, peanuts are wonderful. No, Buy them. No. <laughs> And uh, my family, my in-laws, they have a peanut farm in, in southwest Alabama. And so so peanuts are, you know, have been a mainstay in our, in our family. And uh, it, uh, he's wonderful history on peanuts with my great-great-grandfather-in-law. He started growing the peanuts in this area. But anyway, nonetheless, peanuts are okay. You're right. They have that, that little fungus growing on them. But the problem is they have a lot of omega-6 oil. In and that's really bad for you, right? Yeah. Omega-6 oil is bad. Now, you've got to have omega-3. Omega-3 oils are fabulous. They're great. You see, your brain needs that omega-3. But your brain also needs a little bit of omega-6, just not a, not a phenomenal amount. And that's what we do. We load up our brains with omega-6 oils when we eat processed foods, when we eat any type of oil. Because the oil is hydrogenated. Now, what does that mean? Well... The manufacturers, when they make um, canola oil and sunflower oil and peanut oil and everything, all, all the oil except medium train sugar fluorides, which are uh, olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil, any, those are the three top oils you need to be using. So can you believe this southern girl here is telling you? Not to eat peanuts. <laughs> well, no, no, the queen of uh, the queen of, of fried foods, right? Right. Uh, the, or the the, the um, area, the capital of fried foods, is telling you you can never have anything fried again. 
um, it, that was a hard, you know, five or so years ago, that was a hard hurdle to jump. But what if you fry it in coconut oil? Yeah, no, you can if you can afford it. Absolutely. Yes, you can do that. Um, but nonetheless, back to peanuts. We all bombard ourselves with processed foods, and they have a ton of, of hydrogenated omega-6 high and omega-6 fat oils. And peanuts, peanuts have an abnormal amount of omega-6 fat mm. in them. So if you don't eat any of the other bad processed foods, you can kind of balance your omega-3s and your omega-6 oils if you want to still eat peanuts. And that's, that's, where I, that's what I tell my, my in-laws who think I'm awful. No, of course. You're just trying to help people not get dementia. And, and Exactly. Okay, so I have to tell you, we are actually almost out of time. Oh, all we've done is talk about food. There's so no. many other things to talk about. But here's the thing. So I know that you have a book. And I know that you have a guide. So let's give the listener a way to get more information. And then if you want to come back on the show, we can we can have you on again. Oh, I'd, I'd love to. Thank you. And hopefully your listeners will want me back. So let's see what the listeners say. Y'all reply to Kathy and tell her what you liked about the show and what you want to hear more of. So Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can go to the show notes and uh, make a comment of what you would like to hear more of. Cause we, she has, this woman has so much information and our brain health is so important. I mean, I'm dealing with it right now. I don't know if you listener are dealing with just not being able to remember things or not even that. It's not even not being able to remember, th- you know, names and nouns. Those are the two things to go, right? I can't remember the word chair. So I have to tell people, you know, you sit on it, you, you know, I have to explain what it is. Um, but even just that fuzzy feeling that you get, and, and it's, I'm like, this is not normal. And the people tell me, well, yeah, it is. Cause that's, that's what it means to get old. Janet has so much information about this, we're going to definitely need more information on our book. So why don't you tell us? First of all, Kathy, you're right. It's not normal. Dementia and brain fuzz, brain drain, is not a normal part of aging. Um, it, it can be prevented. And I have, I've just come out with my new booklet, Nine Signs You're Experiencing Brain Drain, and how to keep your brain fully charged to ward off dementia. I know, long title, but nonetheless, it tells you all about it, right? So these are the main nine signs, or basically triggers, really, for dementia and how to how to beat them and you can certainly get it for free on my website and it's my name janet and certainly you can get it now i am i'm selling a printed copy if you would like a printed copy it's only 7.99 that includes shipping but nonetheless if you are a, a electronic wizard and you want to put it on your kindle or your computer or your phone even or your ipad or your tablet absolutely do it and, t- and take a read it's about a 30 minute read it's fun. It's silly. Uh, I've got lots of little cute little stories and things in it. But um, it has a checklist in the back, and you can certainly pull it out. And so you can certainly help you figure out what's draining your brain. That's the first one. Does it give you any solutions? Oh, yes. Okay, absolutely. awesome. Perfect. And it tells you what to do to keep your brain fully charged. That's what we yes. need. We need to know what to do. So do we just go to your website, or is there a slash... Blah, blah, blah. Or is it on the main page? What if somebody's listening to this episode five years from now? How will they find it? <laughs> so go, go to my website, and it's in the middle section of my website on the home page. Just kind of scroll down, and it's right there. Awesome. And I'll be sure to put a link in the show notes as well. Okay. That'd be great. 
super. It's been so much fun being with you, Kathy. Oh my gosh, I had a great time. And I, you know, listener, you know me, I'm constantly pulling my guests off target with my questions and my little stories. So I hope you didn't mind. But if you go to the show notes um, for this episode with Janet, and just make a comment of what things you would like to hear more. We'll bring her back on the show. But in the meantime, go to her website, pick up a copy of her book for free, or you can purchase the printed book as well. So thank you, Janet, again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome, Kathy. Thank you for having me on. I sure have enjoyed being with you and your listeners. My pleasure. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. <laughs>